Everyone, Dave and Jeff on a Sunday night doing the first podcast of the week. I will give the date. People always say, I don't know what the date is. I'll tell you right now. It's October 20th. What? <laughs> You're <Shit>. late. <laughs> I am. I thought this was the October 10th. Oh, my gosh. People always say to me all the time, hey, when did you guys do that one to give you an idea? So I will start giving you the date. Yeah, that, well, that'll be good for me. <laughs> I will like that. <laughs> I need it more than anybody. Because I walk out of here, and some of you listen to the free ones, which means you expect me to remember something I said 30 minutes into an hour and change podcast 10 days ago, yes. which I appreciate you giving me that credit, but you're out of your mind. Nope. A um, couple of quick things. Number one, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy on social media when people write to me and they're like, ah, LA sports fan. You're, you're so... <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I like one L.A. team, and that's the Kings. Exactly. And I've liked the Kings since 84. Yep. We don't have a fucking NHL team down here, dumb shit. I don't cheer for the Rams. Or I'm the not Lakers. a Charger fan. I'm not a Laker fan. I'm not a Clipper fan. I'm not an Angel. I mean, like, the Angels are cool. Yeah. But they were never one of my main teams. You've never lost sleep on an Angels loss. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I... Hey, L.A. fan, I'm just like, God, what a fucking moron. You're so stupid. But, but I don't write that because, really, my parents raised me better than your parents did, and, and I've accomplished more than you've accomplished, so I'm going to let you feel good about yourself while you realize, fuck, I'm a loser. Good for you. Uh, that's the second yeah. thing. That's the second piece of advice I have. If you get a phone call... From the IRS or Social Security or any of these others, I have a new hint for you. Yes. If you quietly push one to get to talk to the agent, and if you in the phone just whisper, you're a fucking loser. And if the agent whispers back, no, you're a fucking loser. I have found that eight out of ten times, that's a fake call. You're okay. Really? It happened to me today. It was so great. <laughs> I started laughing. I said, no, you're a fucking loser. No, you're a fucking loser. And I go, I don't think the IRS wants you to talk like that. Click. <laughs> they called you a fucking yeah, loser back? right back. Oh, that's awesome. He just took the bait. He was so mad. That's great. I was like, you're a fucking loser. No, you're a fucking loser. Dude, that's funny as fuck. And then... uh Here's how Dave and I do this. The IRS show. isn't calling you on a Sunday? Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> like I said, eight out, yeah. of ton, eight out of ten times, the agent's not going to say, no, you're a fucking Yes. Like stepbrothers. Exactly. Um, but I enjoyed that. And here's why Dave and I are better at this job than anybody else in San Diego. We're going to prove it right now because we have a small group of you that subscribe. You'll get it before any other show. And those guys claim they don't subscribe other than Woods. Wink, wink. <laughs> Dave, what's the topic going to be all day long tomorrow? What angle are they going to take? Let's start with uh, Judd Costa slash Woods and uh, Ben and Woods. It's going to go all chargers tomorrow. But what angle will they take? Uh, that's funny you say that. Let me think. That's the easiest angle. Because um, as we always talk about, it's, it's peeling an onion, but you don't want to take the top layer. Right. Um, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be uh, Melvin Gordon and Philip Rivers is gonna be the angle. But they'll be, they'll talk about how great it was and that yeah. the Chargers suck and how funny it was to watch that and 
Spanos and now your LA's problem, blah, 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 right? Low yes. hanging fruit. Coach will do it. Darren will do it. Um, and whoever the fuck's on in the afternoon. Those shows will do it. I'd know if I cared. Let me tell you the angle I'm going to bring to you tonight, Dave Pallet, because I thought about it watching that game. Okay. I believe that. Did you watch the game? That's the first question. Yeah, I watched Okay, because I didn't know. I know you spent a lot of Sundays with not my son, watching the NFL. But I watched uh, the entire second half of that game because okay. they were at a birthday party. Okay. Let me tell you what that game meant to me today, and it has nothing to do with Dean Spanos or that team being in San Diego or anything else. You know what that game did to me today? Yeah. That game cemented the fact that Phillip Rivers is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's not. There's no way you can tell me that fucking guy, based on longevity, belongs in the same class with Joe Montana or Tom Brady or any of the other guys. And you can tell me that he's played 200-some straight games, and you can tell me about completion yards. Fucking guy's been in one AFC championship game. He is a very good quarterback to me, Dave. This last couple of weeks, when he's had the opportunity to win games— He's fallen right on his fucking face. He did it a lot of times down here in San Diego when he had games to win. Sorry, what I took away from that game today is that cemented the fact that that guy is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. That would be my angle tomorrow morning, 6.03 on 13.60 or on 97.3. And I guarantee you none of those fuckheads will think about it. You know who will do it will be Steve Hartman. That's always his favorite topic. Is Rivers a It drives me nuts. Well, I haven't listened to yeah. him since I quit there. So. <laughs> you don't think you even listened then. No, I didn't. But kudos to Steve. <laughs> no, but I you, didn't. I didn't. Um, but if Steve's doing that, I'll give him full credit. Yeah, that's that, awesome. But, but he'll, he'll do that after every day. But that's the Steve's angle. Is Dave, there. I don't think that guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay, let me ask you this question. Because I put out there today, I've said for years, I know you agree as well, Dan Fouts is not like Philip Rivers. I don't know. I saw you write that. I don't know why you, you said that. Oh, you that. disagree with me. Oh, I, no, I, I I'm think not 100% I do. Dan wants to be the greatest Charger quarterback in history. And Phillip has broken every one of his records. Interesting. Now, Dan Fouts is a Hall of Famer. In your mind, is Dan Fouts a Hall of Famer? It's a great question. I was just thinking about that here. He is not. If you look at the numbers, he is not what you would say but, is a Hall of Fame quarterback. But Dan played in an era. That was easier, believe it or not. But but offenses were run different. Now, he played in Air Coriel, which is amazing to me. You know where Air Coriel fucked up? Because everyone wants to, to basically say he's the greatest of all time. Where's that? He should have come up with a shotgun quicker. He, he, he wasn't a shotgun yeah. guy the way everyone does the shotgun now. Yeah. Well, Winslow gets in. Yeah. Right? Joiner's in. Joiner's in. Fouts is in. And still, oh. I think most people will say, my opinion too, Mm-hmm. The, the two best wide receivers the Chargers ever had were John Jefferson and Wes Chandler. Yeah, they were and awesome. neither one of them are in. Nope. Big Chuck. But you would take those two guys over Joyner even, correct? Like, yeah. Joyner made it because he played jo- a million years. But Joyner was really, he really was. solid. He was. I'm not saying any of those guys weren't great, but the two best were Jefferson and Chandler. Because they were big play all day long. Yeah. Yeah, to me, Dave, when I look back on those teams, I look at Charlie Joyner as the guy on a third and eight, Charlie Joyner was making that catch. Who's Edelman? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, but Chandler and JJ were game changers. Yes, and I say that with love and they respect. They were Odell for Beckham Charlie. Jr. Is what right. they were. I mean, so uh, real quick, okay, I'm gonna let you finish what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Fouts threw 254 touchdown passes in his career. Okay, 242 interceptions. God dang. 
horrible in the postseason. Just horrible. horrible. One AFC championship game in Cincinnati, right? Am I right on that? And so That's it, he, right? he he won he won in Miami and then lost the AFC championship game in Cincinnati. Yep. And but otherwise horrible. Even losing at home when the Oilers didn't have Pastorini and Earl Campbell and they lost fourteen oh, nothing. Yeah, seventy nine. I think yeah. that was. And a lot of people say that was the best year they ever had. But yeah, I'm just saying here, Fouts is a Hall of Famer. Joe Namath, if you look at his numbers, are dog shit. Yeah. Fouts only completed fifty eight percent of his passes. Damn. I mean, yeah. really, you sit there and you go, well, things have changed. Yeah. So in today's standards, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't think Rivers is going to the Hall of Fame either. No. I'm with he, you on that. And that to me today, if you had talked to me in September and yeah. said, is Rivers a Hall of Famer? I would have said, oh, absolutely. You look at what he has done and teams that he's played on, but consistency how he's done and watching him, and I will – re-emphasize the fact that I'm not a fan of this team. So I feel like I am, it's very simple for me to sit back and just watch this. And by the way, uh, as somebody that got to know him and like him a lot as a guy, um, it was funny seeing that debate today. Like, does San Diego still like him? Boy, I don't know why you wouldn't. Why wouldn't you? He is fucking great. He, great. But I'm saying when you go to Phillip Rivers football today, against a terrible two-win team on the road in a defining game when you're down by 10 in the fourth quarter and you've got your guys ready to go, he couldn't do it. Hall of Famers get it done. Tom Brady gets it done. Do you Joe blame Mon- that loss on him today? 100%. Really? I blame it on, on uh, Wisenhunt. Uh, that's a, I, fuck, make a play, Rivers. But he, he got him all the way down to the one-inch line. and they Big run deal. Okay, well, here's the deal. The play, everybody knows. You have two choices. Right. You're either going to quarterback sneak with Rivers, straight yeah. up the gut, or if you're going to do a handoff, it's a straight handoff. Right. Why do a counter? When oh, you're doing a counter, you're giving Tennessee that much more time Dave, to push forward. It was the craziest, it, worst play call of all time. That's why, like, and and I'll tell you what a guy wrote back to me, and I get it. I wrote, I was like, why would you want them back here? Why would anybody want them back here? Yeah. And a guy very simply wrote me back and said, you know why, man? Because as bad as it is, mistakes have been made, ownership, players, the whole thing, they've always been my team. Yeah. And they'll always be my team. I and understand I said, that, too. And I said, you know what, man? As a Padre fan, I respect that. Yeah. I go, I get it. Because the pods are about to fuck everything <laughs> up. And and I can't all of a sudden, <laughs> you know? Can't all of a sudden become a Marlins yeah. fan, even though they got the best no. broadcast booth in baseball. It, it, you're you're 100 right. Once it's in your blood, you just can't shake it. It is what it is. It, mm-hmm. it, it just straight out is what my 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 son Josh is a big Charger fan. Even though they're gone, he's a huge Rivers fan. He even loves mm-hmm. Derwin James, who's a new Charger. He's sure. not an LA sports fan. He's like you. Yeah. He lo- but he likes the Lakers. He but he's not a Dodger fan. He, you know that that's about it. Anyway, huge Rivers fan. He was so upset that they lost today. And for me, it was weird. This was the first game I think I watched, Jeff, with the Chargers, where where when they were here and you and I did, did yeah. the shows, the shows were be- much better when they lost. Right. So I can't tell you. Especially I, a game like today. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I sat there in the press box going, I hope they fucking lose. Right. Because tomorrow's show for us is going to be better. Cakewalk. Yes. So today I sat here and I literally watched the way I think a lot of people probably watch Charger football. Yeah. I found myself rooting for one guy. I was rooting for Philip Rivers today. Were you really? Yeah, I was. I was rooting because, again, I have family and friends in Tennessee. My dad used to be a Titan season ticket holder. And when my dad had cancer, in my head was like, my dad is going to have a good day today if the Titans win. 
Yeah. So I used to root for the Titans. Never even been to a Titan game in my life. Not in Tennessee, at least. Only here. So when they're playing, I'm go- sitting there and I'm going, ah, oh, fuck, I got friends at the game right now. They're Titan fans. I'm rooting yeah. for the Titans, but I want to see Phillip Rivers do well. And also, I want him to do well enough that if the Chargers make a break, because the Titans already make a break for Mariota, mm-hmm. that I would like to see them sign Rivers in Tennessee. His mother-in-law oh, yeah. already lives there. She yeah. can help with the nine kids. Right. His, oh my God. his dad right. lives down the road about two and a half hours down the road. You know he'd love to play in front of his dad again. Mm-hmm. And I would go, I thought it would be pretty cool if that guy ended up in, in Tennessee if he's not with the Chargers. Anyway, I found myself rooting for one guy. It was weird. I don't think I've ever watched a game that way where I found myself rooting for one guy. And, and then, just like you said, he couldn't get it done as you're the quarterback, you're going to take the heat. I was 100% cheering for them to fuck that game up. <laughs> and they did. 100%. And they completely did. And I knew they would. And the end of that game with the review and running 10 seconds off and now Mike Vrabel's going to call a timeout to give him 10 more seconds. Man, I hated that. Yeah. I was like, take every second off. But I thought what Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts were saying is they're afraid they're going to punch it in. So Vrabel's thinking he'll have more time. That was an interesting debate that I thought. But I, why they didn't just take the three and try to force it into OT Yep. Uh, with a different kicker? Maybe you're concerned about that. I mean, uh, but the review, the fumble, the Eckler play was incredible where they thought he was in and where he hit. I mean, the last two minutes of that game, the yep. last minute of that game, was as wild a football game. It was crazy. As exciting a football game between two two-win teams that I can ever imagine. But I'll go back to how I started. Winners win, Dave. Yes. Winners find a way to the win. Patriots win that game. Patriots win that game. Uh, even today, man, the way the Niners are playing. Uh, I'm not going to say Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Phillip Rivers, but but winning teams yes. find a way. And so, no, yeah, Wiz and Hunt fucked up, but Rivers... Fucking is just from pick sixes, the way he played last week against Pittsburgh. He just looks like a guy. He used to have a bit of a swagger. He had a swagger, not to the extent that Favre had, but he had a little bit of that mentality. And he looks like a guy that's lost it. And to me, I don't think you're crazy. He's not a Hall of Famer, man. Very good quarterback. But so what? A lot of guys are very good quarterbacks, and I'm not putting the guy in. It's amazing what he's done. I just watched this thing on Brett Favre where they were talking about his you know, streak yeah. in this game, playing rough as he played. All of that is respected. I respect him as a guy, all of that thing. I'm just saying I, the way he is right now as a player, I nope, not a Hall of Famer to me. You know, it, it's interesting. I noticed it with Peyton Manning when I first realized the Saints. That's thing. a Hall of Famer. That, yeah. He wins this game. No, no, I understand, understand that. But my point is we're seeing quarterbacks now playing longer than we've ever seen quarterbacks mm-hmm. play. For instance, Dan Fouts, I think, started in 73. His career is over in 87. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, and it seemed like yeah. Dan played a long time. Right. Now we're seeing guys playing into their 40s. And, yeah. and it's not uncommon to see guys do it. Manning went from throwing like 55 touchdowns one year to being dog shit two years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the arm just disappeared. And the neck. Yeah. And then you're looking at Drew Brees and you're like, is his arm still there? And then you're looking at even, even Brady and you go, is his right. arm still there? Rivers looks like his arm hasn't been there this year. Like all of a sudden, he never had a lot of zip before, right. but all of a sudden he looks like an old man. Well, I think, look, you can, you can look back, hindsight 
can do a lot of things and will kill you. It's, I play that draft game all the time, yeah. and we understand you could play it for teams even as storied as the Packers. You could play the Packers draft game. I guarantee you they fuck shit up through the years. Yeah. But I don't care. I don't care about the Packers. But I think, Dave, I had somebody very close to me today. We were talking about Charger football, watching that game together. And this person said to me, you know when I tuned out on this team? When they ditched Drew Brees for Phillip Rivers. Wow. And this person said to me, I oh, I felt an immediate connection with Drew Brees. Was this Drew Brees' wife you were talking to again? It was not. <laughs> But the person said, I just never cheered against him. I just didn't cheer for Rivers in the same way that I cheered for Breeze. Yeah. And I said, was it because he was smaller? Uh, right? Like, yeah. not the I, average? I felt the same way. And I didn't say I gave up on the charge, but I was a Drew Breeze fan. If you asked me to pick one, I was a Breeze guy. And the fan said, um, I took a lot of heat for being a fan of that team. And when Tomlinson and Breeze came in together, it made me excited to be a fan again. Yeah. And when Breeze went out, and that to me, looking back, AJ and John Butler panicking and pulling the ripcord on Drew Breeze yeah. and drafting Rivers, right? Drafting yep. Eli at number yep. one, but then flipping it for Rivers at four instead of staying the course. I mean, Breeze's yeah. shoulder gets shredded a couple years later, but still. They didn't know that when they did the draft. Correct. But panicking yep. and pulling the plug on Drew Breeze instead of just letting him find his legs the absolute same way the fucking Padres panicked and pulled the ripcord on Anthony Rizzo. Yep. I mean, I don't know if Rizzo's going to end up being a Hall of Famer, but he was a World Series winner just like Drew Breeze is a Super Bowl winner. Goddamn, that, I, I don't. I just wonder, yeah, had Breeze stayed here, been the guy, the way things would have turned out, maybe they're still in LA. Again, I'm not I'm not gonna go crazy. A, you know what? That is an interesting angle. Because but how, I don't think you're crazy. Because look, with that fourth pick, yeah, you're drafting Larry Fitzgerald. Right. And all now of a sudden, you have Breeze, four Hall of Famers on offense. Breeze, Tomlinson, Gates, and Fitzgerald. Yeah, on offense. They're winning Super Bowls. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. And then they aren't leaving. When you win in Super Bowls, you're building stadiums. Just this friend of mine, they used to tape games. Yep. They would watch games all the time, the whole thing, and they tuned out. Yeah. And they tuned out starting in 05 and just kind of like hanging out today, that game on. Yeah. And they're like, ah, yeah, I, I watch them. I don't know who any of these players are. I used Really? To know they're, they're that big out of it. Yeah. After they were once big-time uh, fans. Wow. But that's what I took away from it today. Yeah. You what know I what's... took away from it today is, goddamn, this streak, in my opinion, the hardcore East Coast NFL writers yep. that are the yay and nays. I mean, if you can't get Nick and Trotter and all these guys have tried to get Corey Ellen, yeah, and you can't get Corey Ellen. Coriel made a huge impact on this game. You can't get him into the Hall of Fame. I, Sorry, man. Maybe they look at the numbers and they just go from there. But anybody watching these games, it's it's very, very hard for me to believe that you can look at him and go, that guy is in the same category that Brady's in, that Montana's in, or any of How these other. Breeze? Same category as right? Breeze. Right. God dang, Dave, another guy. Yeah. Where you go, difference maker, 
Roethlisberger. Yep. I mean, Eli may not be shit now, but he's got two rings. Yeah, his only guy Tom Brady couldn't beat. Right. So twice. You know, so here's the deal. I, I love that you you go that angle here, but here here's the interesting thing. You and I liked Breeze from day one because he did mm-hmm. something for us for charity that was crazy. Incredible. Nice. We were just fans as a human being. We cheered for that guy every day since. Terry Bradshaw, okay, two years in the league. His mm-hmm. first two years. First year, six interceptions. I mean, excuse me, six touchdowns, 24 interceptions. Wow. Year one. Year one. Okay. Second year, 13 TDs, 22 interceptions. Wow. Now, if that was the Chargers, you say, fuck it, you're gone. You're gone. And the and the Steelers and the owner said, we're going to stay with you, even though they did go another direction for a second. They brought him back and Hall of Famer. Four Terry Hand ready? And so, <laughs> that when he came in? Joe Gilliam, wasn't it? Joe Gilliam yeah. came in? And then, uh, anyway, so but you sit there and you're right. The Chargers gave up on Breeze within a couple of years. Yeah, panicked. And so we're going to draft Eli. Well, fascinating thing about that game was the story that came out was that AJ wanted Marty to play Rivers in that game at home in the rain because they had started to believe in Breeze and he wanted to have something that he could show on Rivers. This is what we were told from people within the organization. Again, it was after the fact, so I don't know if it's true, false, but this is what we were told repeatedly that AJ was realizing that he was fine with Drew Brees being the guy, but they had to have a little something. And we've seen it through the years with the Patriot guys. I'm trying to think, Dave, of the guy who left uh, New England, went to Kansas City, went to Minnesota, backup guy, had one good game for the Patriots. You know who I'm talking about? Yes. um, I'm trying to find it. I'll find it for you right now. Okay. Okay. But mind blanking, Patriots quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, another guy. All you needed was one or two good games. Uh, You know the guy I'm saying. Bounced around, but they had... USC guy, right? Yes, exactly. They had a little bit of tape, and they were able, with that little bit of tape, to go out and make a deal. Matt Castle. Matt Castle, thank you. Jesus. But that's what the Patriots were able to do. They flipped him to Kansas City, then he goes to Minnesota... Now you're able to flip them because you have a little bit of tape. Same thing with Garoppolo. We've seen it with others. That's what they wanted. And Schottenheimer said, no, I'm going with the guy who gives me the best chance to win. Drew Brees gets hurt. Yep. Trade market gets killed. Relationship between Marty and AJ gets even worse, if that's possible. Brees becomes a free agent. Only two teams have interest, the Dolphins and the Saints. He signs in New Orleans, and the rest is history. Yeah. And by the way, surefire first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. And an all-around good bitch. <laughs> Not that Rivers isn't. Not that Rivers isn't. I, man, I had somebody today yeah. that just, we were talking, and they just hate the fact, they think a guy's a complete fucking hypocrite for promoting adoption, even though he's got nine biological kids. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't see that connection. No. It, God dang, here's the deal with Rivers. Extremely religious guy. Yeah. He's promoting adoption over abortion is what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. He's not He's not telling you no. adopt because you shouldn't have more kids. That's not what he's saying. No, but there, the point was, hey, why don't you practice what you preach? You have nine biological kids. I, I don't know. Maybe he'll. I, I, shit, man. I'm in no position how to tell somebody how to live their personal life. 
I've never had anything but a a, a yeah, good time when when talking yeah. with that guy. Yeah, I enjoyed him. Yeah, don't waste your time getting upset with the Rivers. Jump on somebody right. who's a deadbeat dad. Right, right, right. Jesus. But yeah, you wish your dad left you twenty million dollars because that's what he's going <laughs> to do to each one of those kids. Uh, is he a Hall of Famer, Dave? No, unfortunately, he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer. No. It sucks because I, I really would like to see him in. Now, here's the deal. He wins that Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, that changes everything. But it's not going to happen in a Charger uniform. I just do not see the Chargers. Well, then maybe for him to be a Hall of Famer, he's got to get out of here. Yeah. The one thing that he has working to his credit is that he is an A1 guy. And while these writers always say that personal relationships don't matter. They do. They do. And I don't know. You can you can think of that whatever you want. I mean, I, I find it kind of embarrassing. If you're going to... I don't mind it if you're given a... Where you go, you know what, man? This guy is kind of on the fence to me. And I always enjoy dealing with him. Yeah. And so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I can live with that. It's when you go, yeah, this guy is probably a Hall of Famer, but he was a dick, so I'm voting no. That's when you should lose your vote. Yeah. If you're going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt because you enjoy dealing with him, I can't really argue with that. May not be the right thing to do, but I can understand how that would happen. But the guys that say no because you're an asshole, that's John Maffey. <laughs> I did like the I did like the fact that it was Melvin Gordon that fumbled. Yeah, that was great. Seriously. And yeah. Fuck you, Melvin Gordon. Fuck you. Most him. selfish guy going on the team. Right. I love, too, how you guys... Somebody went and found like a a tat or a tweet that he. I don't know how people do that, but they went through. Man, within minutes, they yeah. found a tweet that he had sent just a couple of weeks ago, giving shit to somebody for fumbling late. God, like whoever does yeah. that, that's great. Speaking of Twitter, what Costa do tonight? I have no idea what Costa did to get suspended again. And it's funny, Judd pointed out earlier in the day, because I included Costa in a tweet. He didn't respond, which he usually does. And then Judd wrote, I think he's he's suspended again or something like, you know, Twitter jumped in. And what sure does enough, he do? Jim Russell found it that that he had his account suspended again. He, again. It's not like one time. Again. What is he doing on social media? Dude, I got to know. And he gets crazy quiet. Like, uh, I can't tell you what it was. Like, what did you do? We're friends. Let us know what you right. did. Right. Does anybody have a screen capture of? Yeah, what was I want to see that. That he it wasn't like the station suspended him. Twitter literally suspended Twitter him. Suspended his account again. Like he like strike three. No more Twitter for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> like right. I say to guys at I say to guys at my day job all the time. Like, yeah. Be careful of what you do. Be careful of what you like. Be careful of what you retweet. Yes. Because it may not have an impact today, but two years from now, three years from now, right? Yep. If you're retweeting that, God dang, Ohio State football sucks. And you're like, yay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're up for a job as store manager at, at Buckeye Express. Yeah. Hey, uh, Wilbur. Hey, uh, I was looking at your social yeah. media here. We'd like to bring you on, but we didn't know you felt so strongly that the Buckeyes suck. <laughs> Like, just even. what's the deal with you saying? I love wearing my KKK uniform right. after after overeating because it doesn't show I'm bloated. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah, Kyle. Um, but I just 
It's even though, Dave, like where you find yourself. Today, I'll give you a perfect example for you should myself. Have HR. You should have been an HR guy. Uh, it would have been fucking hilarious. But today, when I'm like, why Why would you want this team back here? Yeah. Like I had written, they suck. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take that part out. I'm just going to take that part out. Because you could write, why do you want them back here? Yeah. This team is jinxed. Yeah. And you just change the wording. Uh, when Dean hires me in a couple of years yeah. to be in charge of uh, whatever my role will be there, at least when he looks back, he can say, well, Jeff, we were jinxed at the time. And I appreciate you not writing that we suck. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you could take Ed's office. Why he? You fucking guy. Um, you could yeah. take Ed's office. <laughs> With the Chargers lost, my kid goes to me, you know what? We fucking suck. He used the word suck. Yeah. And I go, what's the deal now? And he goes, we draft the worst brothers of all time. We draft the worst Bosa brother. Right. We got the worst Watt, Watt brother, brother. And we got the worst Pouncey brother. Oh, yeah. Because we don't even draft the best guys in the family. No, bad. We don't know what we're fucking doing. I feel like they've done that through the years, too. Have they had other guys? <laughs> they didn't ah, draft shit. the best Manning, either. Oh, that's true. Damn it. Still probably a Hall of Famer. Uh, I was going to write today that the entire city celebrates until the Padres fuck this up tomorrow. Remember how the Padres kept talking about there needing to be a sense of urgency? Yes. They better name a guy on Monday or they can't name a guy till after the World Series, right? Yes, that's right. You aren't supposed to. Major and, League Baseball doesn't want you to. And wouldn't you figure with the Nationals, with their pitching and the Astros pitching, that this series has a very good chance of going six games, yes. possibly seven? I don't see this game or this series being over in four. No, I hope it is not a four. I hope it's not a four. I mean, first of all, I, I want to ask you about the, the pods first. So tomorrow, you think, meaning Monday, we're doing this right now, it's it's nine ten on a Sunday night. You think uh -huh. on Monday they do announce the manager? Yeah, I think they do. 24 hours from right now, are you happy or unhappy? Uh, very unhappy. Okay. You think it's Jace? Yeah, I thought the point that Darren made the other day, I thought Darren made a really good point on his show when he said – that he had checked within people in the organization. I hadn't even thought to ask this question, but he did. So kudos to Darren. He said that he had checked with people around baseball, and they said that they believed the Rangers wouldn't let Tingler leave to be bench coach. Yeah. Now, if he comes to be bench coach, that proves Darren doesn't know shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I think he's right. I yeah. think when you think about it, you go, yeah, isn't he already bench coach? Why would they just let him do a lateral move? So that the only way they're going to let him go is to be the manager. And i telling you, I, I just, I don't know anything. It's just knowing this team, like we all had the vibe today with a minute left when they could have kicked the field goal to tie that game and take a chance in overtime. Even if you lose that game in overtime today, you go, well, shit, you were down by 10. You rally back, you tie it. And you're on the road. You go to OT on the road and, and, God damn, you get on the plane, yep. you hold your head high. They're the joke of the league. I think the same thing is going to happen to the Padres. I think other teams around baseball, starting with the Angels hiring Joe Madden, are going to make picks that are going to motivate their fan base and get them excited. And I am just convinced in my head, and maybe it's just the paranoia of being a Padre fan, but I'm just convinced in my head that we're going to see Dennis Lynn or Kevin Acey or Ken Rosenthal or any of the other insiders 
tweet out Jace Tingler, new manager of the Padres, and we are all going to have to sit here and go, well, this is going to last till June 1st, and then Preller's gone and Tingler's gone, and we're right back to where we've been. Now, if Tingler comes here and wins 94 games, God bless him. I'll be the first guy to tell you I was wrong, and I will send beers to A.J. Preller. 100%, nothing would make me more excited to be wrong. But with that lineup... With those egos in that room, to think a first-time guy is going to come in there and command the respect needed to manage those personalities, I think that's a huge gamble. Okay, so let's say you're right. It's Tingler's your guy, mm -hmm. all right? He's the new manager of the Padres. Immediately, your frustration as a Padre fan should go to Ron Fowler. 100%. He immediately becomes the worst owner in Padre history. Exactly, because he's the one that came out and said, we want a guy with experience. So right. he doesn't even follow his own words. Correct. You yeah. own the team, Ron. You got the final say. Right. You literally told all of us publicly you wanted a veteran manager. Right. Now you're going to bring a guy in that most people in baseball have never even heard of. Uh, nobody's heard of. That's <laughs> this mailman doesn't know where to deliver his mail. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's strange. I mean, it would be one thing if he made the move and we go, God, what the fuck's Ron doing? But Ron came yeah. out and said when the season ended, we want a veteran guy. So that's why immediately everyone's mind went to Joe Madden. Yeah. But I think Madden. He was the top of the wish list. Yeah, but I think Madden to the Angels was a no-brainer on both sides. It was, but as a Padre fan, you were thinking, what's or the best-case scenario? And, yeah. and Boach said no. Yeah, Boach was going to sit out a year. That weird tweet that they had offered him a job the other day from Nightingale. A job? To what? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was, we, we all know those fake front office positions. Like, wave like your, wait, Tip your hat, wave your hand. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. Kind What's of he going to be, guy? the catch, minor league catching coordinator? <laughs> right. Dude, he's manager in waiting is what he would have been. But uh, kudos to Boach for saying, I don't want to do that to anybody sitting in the dugout. It takes the year off, and then we'll see where he goes if he even comes back. But but good for him. Madden to me, Dave, not getting Madden. I can't criticize the organization for that because no. it felt like that was going to happen the whole time. But. Joe, look, and if it goes to Ron Washington, then all this is for nothing. And we go, all right, I can ride that wave. I can get behind that, and I hope it works, and I'll be excited. Um, I just feel like if it was going to be Ron Washington, man, that news would have been made by now. I think you would have known by now. I hope, I, Honestly, I hope you are not disappointed. I hope it is Ron Washington. I think we're going to be disappointed twice. I think we're going to be uh, – actually, I'm going to say this. Go ahead. I'm going to say I have a very strong feeling that we're going to be disappointed in the managerial hiring. If Ron Washington ends up being the guy, then I'll say, well, thank goodness I was wrong on that. I can get behind that. I wish him nothing but the best, and I'm I'm kind of excited about that because while Girardi or Showalter or any of these yeah. guys, I can live with Ron Washington. I kind of like his personality. I think he fits exactly into what Ron had talked about as far as having a presence as a veteran guy we can go with. If if Preller convinces this team to go with Tingler, dude, there is nothing. I think that's the first domino. And if Tingler gets in, then I'm preparing myself that they're going to do a horrible job on these uniforms <laughs> that everybody's been waiting for. And I hope I'm wrong on that too because yeah. I, I promise anybody listening – I am not going to hate them just to hate them. Yeah. And we all have friends like that, right? That hate them just to hate them. Dave, when we see him on the 9th, we'll be here uh, the next day, I think, on the 10th. We should be. 
Like, I'll be willing to come in and go, dude, I was absolutely fearing the worst, and I really like them. I think they're cool. I like them, and we're ready to go. But if we come in on the 10th and you hear, eh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. And, and there's just, there's people in that, that organization that have told me, too many of them have said, oh, prepare yourself. You may not be thrilled. And then the other thing that I am preparing myself for is that an offseason that really needs to be important, not Garrett Cole or Steven Strasburg, yep. I'm not talking like that, but just an offseason where the culture needs to change by some moves being made, I'm also preparing myself that I don't think it'll be that big. And then we're going to hear, well, trades could be made at the deadline and blah, blah, blah. They just continue to move the goalposts back, and I feel like that's what they're going to do again with the managerial hiring and everything else. All right, so a couple things. Forget not even just the managing, all right? So the season ends. You you had two GMs that you threw out there, okay, on this show. You said Dave Dombrowski's name. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anything about Preller possibly being shown the not door. Not yet. And then also you said at the same time, why don't they go after Friedman, Andrew Friedman of the Dodgers, right. and, who, by the way, is about to agree to a brand-new deal with the, with Pretty the Dodgers much done if it's deal. not done deal already. Are you disappointed or maybe, hey, those conversations might have happened behind closed doors? Only Ron and the other person would know. Um, I don't Do you feel think like... he's all in on Preller? Yeah, for now. Well, I hate to say all in because I do believe that if Preller fucks this up, Preller's out. I do. This I, year? Yeah. This would be his last year? Yeah, I don't... Shit, Dave, he may not make it to the end. If this seems horrible by June 1st, he's out. I think. <laughs> I don't I think, think so. Oh, I think so. Yeah. You don't think they let him finish the draft? Mm-mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they have scouting directors. I think they could keep those guys in place, right? Yeah. And I think you go, well, Logan White stays and Freddie Jr. stays and guys like that. They're, what's that dude's name? Chris Camp. Some of those guys. I think those guys all kind of probably can stay, and then it'll be up to the new GM as to who goes. Right, Josh Stein, yeah. all of those dudes. Uh, AJ's not. Well, no, I mean he is different. I I almost said it's different than an NFL GM, but he's different than most MLB GMs. No, I I I if they're bad, Dave, he's gone. I think he's on a really really short leash. And he's going to go out with his guy. I think he's thinking if I'm going out, I'm going out with my guy. I'm not going to be forced into somebody else. And that might be conversations that are going on yeah. and why there's been a delay in naming the guy. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens as far as if Monday's the day. You're absolutely right. Major League Baseball doesn't want you to make an announcement during the World Series. So you're right. You'd have to wait more than likely a week. Um, you know, John Heyman came out the other day and said, Tingler's your guy. You know, I don't know how if John Heyman's one of those guys that well, you he trust said, or that he, you know. He said that there were two guys that were, he said Tingler had come in, but then Washington came in the next day for but dinner. He, yeah, he his his writing uh, most recently is Tingler is clearly seen as the favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> God. God damn! But you know the thing is now this would be great. This would be really really great. Yep, and this would give me complete faith in Ron and even AJ 
give me complete faith in both of them. I looked on social media today. Yeah. And I don't claim to be an insider. I'm not one of these guys that are going to, unless it falls into our lap, I'm not going to break that story. But everywhere you look today, the same insiders were reporting the same thing, that it was down to two guys, Tingler or Washington. But a couple of them covered their bets by saying they could go outside. And and the way I took that is if AJ's saying, absolutely, the only way we're going is Tingler, and Ron's saying, you got to go Washington, Tingler, then we settle and we bring in Joe Girardi. I'm just making up a name. If they went with a third name that none of us was expecting, assuming, hoping that he has major league experience, Showalter, let's just say Showalter. Okay. I would love that. I would love that they just got everybody to take the bait on Tingler, Washington, and all of a sudden they surprised everybody and went out. I don't know about Mike Sosha, but you get what I'm saying. If it, if the hire comes out of nowhere and it's a name that the fan base can be excited about, that would be pretty cool. And I would give huge kudos to the organization for being able to keep it all quiet. And maybe that's what's going on, Dave. The owners had dinners with both guys, and maybe they come back to Prowler and go, look, man, we can't do it. We can't do it with these two guys. I got to sell hats. <laughs> Got him. Hey, what if they brought Sud in? How many years do you think Showalter has managed in the big leagues? Mm, the I number like will surprise you. Rangers? Maybe not you. Yankees? Orioles? That's it. Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Who is the Diamondbacks' first manager? Uh, let's just say, let's give an average of four per that. I'll say 16 years as a manager. 20 years. No kidding. Yeah, that's what surprised me at least. 20 years. Winning record, by the way. You know, he has a 506 winning percentage. I could live with that. I could live with him coming in. I'm seeing now, I've seen different things that Machado's pushing for Showalter. What if you brought in Showalter and then had Tingler as his bench coach? So when Showalter's gone, the next guy wins. Because that's basically it's worked for him when he was with the right. Yankees the very next year, Tory wins. <laughs> He's with the Diamondbacks, gets fired Bradley. the very next year. They win the World Series. Yeah, this is the way it's Why'd gone go for Joe Walter. What if they went and got Bob Bradley, <laughs> the guy who San Diego hates more than yes. anybody? I would like that. Just hates so Machado. It would ruin Padres Twitter. It would blow up. Oh, my God. Bob Bradley, you steal him from the Diamondbacks. If he, if he loses his job, he's a yeah. huge upgrade in the TV booth. What if they went and got Bob Bradley, World Series? How old's Bob Bradley, Dave? Is he older or younger than Ron Washington? Oh, he's younger. He's younger. Show, how old do you think Showalter is, by the way? Showalter is going to be 64. He's uh, Well, he's going to be 64. You're absolutely right. He's 63 right now. Hey. He, yeah, there you go. Uh, look up Bob I Bradley. Am, i got to look him up. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going you... to title this gun dang show tonight why Bob Bradley is, should be the Potter's <laughs> Expand, just so people wake up freaking the fuck out. Losing their shit. Yeah. How fucking... You know, it's funny you say that. Bradley is older than Showalter. Bradley's 65. 65, but younger than Washington at yeah. 67. Yep. Okay, now let's think about this. Former major league player. Yeah. Catcher. Yep, just like we like. Uh, has worked in the broadcast booth. Yep. Uh, world Series winning manager. Yep. There's absolutely no doubt that a guy like Bob Brenly 
would take zero shit <laughs> from anybody on these teams. That's true. Right? Yes. He kicks Austin Hedges in the ass, and maybe he gets him on track. Yes. That's hilarious. That Can you imagine if they went out and got friendly for the guy? For a first-team rule, no jewelry. People would freak out. Right. Oh, my God. Dude. Second team rule. No and, mixers with your scotch. Yes, and everybody has to have a Bob Brindley mustache. Everybody, you only drink your drinks with dirty ice. <laughs> like men. <laughs> you drink your seven and seven out of a chip glass. You know, it's funny. Bob Brindley. You got me your ass. Bob Brindley never got another chance after the Ever. Diamondbacks. And his winning percentage is better than Boach. It's better than Show Walter. Five thirty six. Five thirty six. He only managed uh, four years. Okay. And he was out. No one gave him another shot again. Won a World Series. Actually, three and a half. He got canned in the middle of the two thousand four season. What happened to him? I have no fucking idea. Ninety two and seventy. His first year with the Diamondbacks won the World Series. Okay. Then what's he do the next year? Ninety eight and sixty four. That's his most wins the Padres ever. That's the Padres' right. best record in history. Then 84 and 78. Fuck, Again, we're taking all three of those. Yeah, all here. these are winning records. Okay, what's his fourth year? He got uh, fucked up 29 and 50. 29 and 50. And they well, blew him out. At yeah. 79 games, where the fuck was Andy Green yeah. after 79 <laughs> games this year? It's not an extension. He was better than that. Barely. Holy shit. Let's just start endorsing Bob Brenly. Yeah, that's great. I'd rather have Bob Brenly than Jace Tingler. Me too. Got a suitcase full of wins. <laughs> nobody's going to knock the battery off Bob Brenly's shoulder. <laughs> no, they won't. How about that? And I'll tell hey, listen, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing too. Dave Roberts comes over to say anything to Bob Brenly. Bob Brenly's answering the call. I agree. And if any of our guys get hit in the ribs, your guy's getting hit in the fucking face. In the face. Did you uh did did you watch uh, the game last night? Did you watch the Yankees uh I was Astros game? out, but I had it on the radio and this is what I'd love to know. Okay. ESPN Radio all year had John Shambi and Chris Singleton doing games. John Shambi did the National League series with the Nationals and uh and fuck the Nationals just be Cardinals. Cardinals. Hell's the matter with me. But Dan Schulman was back doing the American League games. And I like Shambi. Dan yeah. Schulman is so fucking good. I hope they let... But John's been the guy. Shambi's been the guy all year. Yeah. Can you say, hey, man, you've been the guy, but Shulman's got to do the World Series, right? No, they're going to they're, they're gonna go Shambi. Are they going to give about it they're to tra- him? They're talking about replacing Vash Kersen with John Shambi next year. On that, Sunday night? Yeah. They, they say more than likely it stays the same, but they say they might shake it up and, and pull Vaskersen off Sunday night. Wow. Wow. Well, Matt's had a really – that's a tough spot trying yeah. to trying to establish a chemistry. Shambi's been pretty good with Jessica Mendoza on the radio. You know what's interesting but about that two story? two-person booth. Is that Mendoza, you know, works for the New York uh-huh. Mets. The Dodgers and a few other teams won't, yeah. won't let her – in the clubhouse, which I right. think is is right. smart. Hey, you might be a media person, fine, but guess what? You work for a team in the National League. Correct. No interest in you coming in and see what goes on behind the scenes. Um, funny, I wasn't really. I'm stoked for the Astros. Um, I I like that team. I do, and I really I'm even though they're not, it doesn't have the sexiness of Dodgers Yankees. Yeah. God damn. 
Cole and Verlander and Greinke against Scherzer and Strasburg and Patrick Corbin. Fucking great. Yeah. Fucking great. And now all of a sudden, you know, the Altuves of the world, the the Springers, Bregman, all these guys, and Rendon. You know, it was weird for me last night. The reason I I, I asked if you watched it, you know, obviously there's always a bunch of storylines behind the scenes. When Altuve hit the game-winning home run. Uh Uh-huh. He walks over and he he you know points at his family, but he points at Craig Biggio, mm. and Biggio's you know does the whole point back thing, and then I'm looking at those two, and Biggio's in the Hall of Fame, but I'm yeah. like Altuve is the greatest second baseman in Astros history. Altuve is better than Biggio. Yeah, well, but you heard what Brett said in here. The idea that Biggio started as a catcher, yeah, then played second, and then became field. a center fielder, yeah. then back to second. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible athlete to be able to do that. So, yeah, I mean, Altuve is incredible. He's a freak. I mean, there's yeah. a reason why we remember guys like Eckstein, Altuve, Pedroia. Because yeah. the small players are just very Freddie rare. Freddie Pottek. <laughs> they're just. Kilvio just Veras. Very rare. I talked to, to Brett this morning, he, mm. and um, he, we were just talking about things, and he said when it was all said and done, you know, because he said his brother called him on the bus on the way to the airport. No shit. And he says, uh, you know, usually, you know, when you're, you're, you're whoever you are, your manager of the Yankees, you're extremely busy. Yeah. There's a million guys that Aaron could have called or yeah. not talked to anybody, but he called his brother. Yeah. When it was all said and done, the guy needed to talk to was his brother. Fuck, you know? how great is that? And I, and I, because Brett's doing some radio stuff. Will he write stuff. that down so Coach asked him that? So, <laughs> it's funny. Yes. I said to him, dude, share that story. People yeah. like that, you know, because, right. you, you know, obviously. He, he said Aaron was crazy, bummed out. And I said, yeah. And I, he told him, he said, dude, you know, he's talking, not talking about the ledge, but he's saying, dude, you got you, all your kids are healthy. Your manager yeah. of the Yankees, you're doing good. You know, everything's okay. Great, great series. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I said, dude, use the line that we always joke around with, you know, just tell Aaron to tell everybody, everybody knows winning the 20th championship's the toughest and yeah. fuck it. We're the Yankees. We're going to be okay. But that stat last night, and this doesn't yeah. fall on Aaron. But the stat that it's the first decade since, what, 1910 that the Yankees don't win one World yeah, Series? that's insane. But, Dave, I'm telling you, when LeMayhew hits the home run, you're like... Is that right? The Yankees didn't yeah. win in the 80s. One. No, they didn't win in the 80s. They had one. No, they, the Dodgers beat them in 81, and they didn't show up in the World Series the rest of the way. Last night, they had them winning one. In the eighties, they no they on won. ESPN. Well, that's I'm a just guy telling that, you what Scott well, ESPN's Van Pelt got a fucking wrong. Well, you're in a garage oh. and Van Pelt's in Bristol. Someone writes his shit and they wrote it wrong. They won in seventy seven you know, and seventy eight and lost in eighty one. Maybe it was a peer in the World Series. Mm. Oh, you know what? That might be what it was. Yeah, that might be what it was. Made it to the world. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, because they didn't have. Yeah. Yeah, that had to be what this stat was because you start thinking about all the numbers and the numbers added up different. Yeah, it didn't appear. It has to be it. Because was that the only one in the 80s that they yep, had? Yeah, it was only one time they, they appeared. It was it was poor Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly gets there in 82. Don Mattingly Fuck, leaves in right? 95. They win in 96 yeah. in the World Series in 81. That Looking back on it, yeah, that had to be what the stat was because there were fives and yeah. sixes and fives all over for the whole thing. But That's wild. But dude, the that clip that they showed that um, I think FS1 had of Aaron working the locker room, just walking around. You're oh, like, I didn't see it. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Just going over, giving Chapman a hug, and just and just watching how he conducted himself after the game. We're just like, this fucking guy is great. Yeah. But 
Look, the, the thing that changed him this year for that team is the whole Savages thing, man. It did. That That's like, those guys are all in. I mean, you get beat by Altuve. Altuve beats your guy. Okay, let me ask you. When I, when I coach, and I'd say I do it right, but just how I coach, mm-hmm. if we're going to lose, we aren't going to lose with the big bat on the other team beating us. Yeah, who'd they have on deck? They had a, like Marishnak, like a fucking just a fielding. Just a, he's, he's the worst right. hitter in the lineup. Maldonado and him are the two worst hitters on the lineup. Right, it's a two-run homer, right? So you put out two. Uh, uh, yeah, the the game the game's tied. It's four. No, four. I know yeah. tied game, but yeah. I'm saying yeah, you, you only had one guy on. I'm trying exactly. to think of you what, have, what you would have done is you would have created where all you needed was a base hit to win the game. Yeah, you know what I mean? But you that's you fine. put the go-ahead running in scoring position, and I said I'd still do that instead of saying I didn't pitch to a guy that won MVP two years ago. Yeah, no shit. And you know? is and is a big stage guy. And has batted against uh, Chapman a million times. Right. Yeah. And that, that's just my my thinking is I don't let yeah. the big bat beat you. I pitched uh, Marishnik. Yeah, no, I can't argue you know? with that. Anyway. That, that, good it, luck it, ever it, getting Brett back here. Yeah. <laughs> fucking know it all. Well, I said to him today and he argued with me. What did he say? Oh, come on, man. You put the guy in scoring position. I go, dude, it's Altuve. You know, the guy's right. fucking an all-star. Buck that, Showalter. Yeah, what? the other guy's Peter Borges. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? Fucking Showalter walked a guy in, right? Yeah, he walked, he walked Barry Bonds with, Bonds with the bases loaded. Yeah. He walked in a run because he wasn't going to bury give up at least two or three runs or four runs. Right. Whatever they needed. Yeah. Yeah. And Can't, they won. And it worked. Yeah. Fuck. That's why you need Buck here. <laughs> that's why you need Bob fucking Brindley. Right. <laughs> Good luck getting a job yeah. on that staff, yeah. Booner. Tell you what, nobody will bun on the fucking Padres next year if Bob Brindley is a guy who well, loses shit. That's what I said. Loses shit. You're right. You're 100% right on that. I like it. I love it. I'll tell you the other thing, too, about Bob Brindley. Yes. He'll fucking hold court. He'll hold court at fucking Bullies or Dobson's downtown. We can go down there. You better be ready to fucking drink three fingers of Glenn Livet. And uh, and we'll be respectful. Bob's so old school, he'll make, you go, make everybody go to McGregor's. Fuck it. Go okay. to McGregor's. I'll tell you the funny. 25 minutes, everybody get in the car. I'll tell you the funniest shit that you just said. So today I was with my sons. Yeah. And we're driving around. We're over kind of in Balboa and Kearney Mesa area. And they had to go to a birthday party. They were going to a birthday party today over in like Allied Gardens. And Allied Gardens is um, like Waring Road. You know, like yeah. Waring Road, yeah. that area. I know where it is. And so uh, we're kind of over, like I said, in Kearney Mesa. They had to be there at like 3. And it was like 2.15. And I take them down. They're like, hey, we like seeing Chargers Park, like just seeing what's going on. So I said, I'm going to show you something because we had the Charger game on the radio. And I said, I'm going to show you what I used to do every Sunday home game. And Dave, I took them down Arrow Drive. Yeah. The left by the police station. And then you kind of go to where the road ends. And then it's the left that takes you down Coriel Pass. And I was saying to them, I said, man, when I'm on this drive, what I remember is the first street that the police station's on. Holy fuck. You and I turned left on that street. It's not rough. It's a roughing? Might be. Okay. Um, no, I think it's, I think it's further. All right. Up, fuck, but you know, know what I mean. Okay. Everybody knows. Who gives a shit? <laughs> but I said, and Dave, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. When you made that turn, you would start to see Charger flags. And cars would be decorated. There'd be things in the windows of the apartment. 
Then you got down and you took the left and you went down past Stadium Market. And I was saying to my sons, what I remember, and I thought about that guy at that market who used to have Padre games and Charger games and how many people must have run in there for tailgate shit. And now, you know, the impact on that dude's business, right? But as you started to come down Coriel Pass, we drove down and I was saying to them, there was a certain point that as you came down that hill, you would get a look at the stadium and they would have all the team flags hanging under the light banner. Remember that? Yep. And you would be like, God damn, I'm going to an NFL game. Even in their worst years, you come down the hill. Now we come down the hill and we go into the stadium and we kind of, and I was saying to them, you would make this right turn, but there were such a mass of people that we could only drive a few miles an hour because you were trying to make your way to the parking spot. I took them in the back where the old Chargers practice field was years ago. And I was saying before Chargers Park, this, and there's still a little grass field there. I said, man, this is where Don Coriel and the Chargers ran their plays. We went back over kind of in the area of where the Aztecs wanted to build the thing. And then I swung out. And remember, Dave, as you came out of the main gate, a lot of times if you waited too long, they wouldn't let us go up Coriel Pass. They would shuffle us down that frontage yeah. road to the right. Yeah. And we went to that frontage road, and son of a bitch, if just this afternoon, I drove past McGregor's. And I said to my sons, I go, that little place right there after Padre games or Charger games, Aztec games, used to be great. It's where I sat with Bochi and Goose Gossage to tell them the story about him cussing me out. How many different nights we sat in there, you and I sat in there, we had lunch with Alan Horton there a couple of years ago, and I'm like, God damn, that little place, so much tradition, Ruben Rivera, banging his, yeah. banging his World Series True. ring on the bar, and I was just like, shit, man, all of these places <laughs> impacted, it just is kind of a drag. You go over by there now, and a lot of places impacted, little yeah. small mom and pop businesses, but you're right. Fucking Bob Brenly would bring it back to McGregor's. You'd go there. You'd get a patty melt and a Michelob Ultra. Two of them. Two Michelob Ultras. Two. Yeah, one patty melt. Oh, my God. That's too damn funny. All right, that's our guy. Dave and I are officially endorsing Bob Brenly. <laughs> the only show that will do it. We're in. We're in. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're in. All right, we're going to knock these out. Then I'm going to get an F of the day from John Butler because it was a big, tough charger loss. Oh. <laughs> hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is your guy again to help you financially. I tell you what, I was just talking to someone about Dan just two hours ago, right before you you walked in here. We're talking about taxes and talking about how you make your money last and setting up your money for the future. And as far as making sure that with everything that's going on through politics and freaking out on which way the markets are going right now, you want to make sure you talk to somebody that can manage your money. Dan Williams is your guy. Look, I'm telling you, this is the best phone call you can make. You should make it just to hear what Dan's going to say, because I guarantee he'll inform you on something that you need to know. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. When you have a financial plan that is in place and rock solid, you are going to notice such a difference in your life because the money that matters, and I'm thinking about it today, Dave. My sons were at a kid's birthday party. Their birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks. And I just, I know people that have those situations where they go, hey, I want to have the bounce house. I want to have the gaming truck. I want to be able to go uh, 
to the bowling alley or the arcade to have my kid's birthday. Tommy's truck. The whole right. Day. Yes. Christmas, the whole thing. And when you're sitting there wondering if you're going to be able to make those bills, uh, get those bills paid, it'll make you nuts. That's why Dan's two books are so important. Borrow smart, repay smart. And of course, how to purchase a home with no down payment. That one is set up for any of you that are in the military. Get them both tonight for free. San Diego Lending.us slash Dave Jeff. And then as Dave said, give him a call. 858-688-6813. Man, it'll be 2020 before you know it. And just go into it. Buy that house. Have a strong financial plan. And all of a sudden, it'll give you so much more confidence in what you're able to do. And if you don't know what you're doing, that's why you need Dan, because he sure does. Absolutely. Also, Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor's your guy. It's warm almost every damn day in San Insane. Diego. It's incredible. You want that perfect pool in your backyard. You've been thinking about it. Maybe you need someone to talk to to sit there and map it out for you to show you what it would look like. Alan Taylor can walk you through the process. Again, Taylor May Pool, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Well, I had some time yesterday, so what I did was I drove around San Diego and I went to some open houses. I had my TaylorMade pool shirt on. I walked nice. in, I shook hands, I said, hey, how you doing? Walked around, kind of acted like I was interested in what I was being told. And then I went to the backyard and I said, whoa, this backyard <laughs> sucks. Went over, helped myself to a couple of squares of pup, pepper jack and a Ritz cracker, and I left. Left a couple of tailor-made cards. And I'm not going to lie. There were a couple of agents, male and female, got a little choked up in the throat. I was like, I can't, I can't host back here. Yes. What am I going to do? Put lawn chairs back here? What am I going to do? Huh? What are we going to do? Put a ping pong table back here? Fucking hey, what year is it? Nineteen seventy-eight. Fuck off. You're shitty at your job. Walked out. You do not want that to happen at your house. You don't want people to walk in. I've said it often. Listen, I'm gonna tell you where I'm at in my life right now. I'm now more surprised if Nicole Ager doesn't like an Instagram post than if she does. That's a good place to be. And I know the only way I'm gonna be able to maintain that win streak is by getting a house with a tailor-made pool. Now, right now, a lot of you are excited because Vera likes your posts on social media. Hey, I know she's a sexy little shit, but I shoot bigger than that. <laughs> Nicole Eggert was in Baywatch, and she's an all-around good person. That's what separates yes. her from Vera, who has many times yelled at me, shouted at me, and insulted me <laughs> using anything but the Lord's language. <laughs> and the way I changed that, Dave, is by building a goddamn tailor-made pool. Hey, you can do it too, or guess what? You can continue being a dick. Whatever. Fine with me. I'm not going to lose any sleep. But you just go back there, right? You can throw out your Padre beach towel because that's so comfortable. <laughs> Have all those weeds poking through. And you look over, and your little daughter, Missy's just crying because you've got her camped out in a spaghetti bowl full of lukewarm water and trying to fake like that's a pool. You liar. Taylor made pools. There you go. I also want to mention Brian Curry. Again, he's your guy for real estate right here in San Diego County. You name the area, he knows exactly what's happening in that area. He'll also tell you the good places, the bad places. will save you time. He'll tell you financially what makes the most sense and basically how to sell your house and when to sell your house. Brian Curry is your guy. He's my guy as well. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I was late getting down here tonight because I was fucking around walking around North Park. I got to tell you, man, North Park is a cool little neighborhood. 
just cool. That whole section, Mission Hills, that whole vibe over there is great. And a buddy of mine owns a business there, and I said to Dave, hey, I'll be there at 8. And then I went in and started bullshitting with my buddy. Called Dave at like 5 to 8. I'm like, God damn, I'm, <laughs> I'm running late. But the reason why, Dave, is the one thing about North Park, it's impossible to park anywhere yeah. close to where you're going. But so what? You park, and I had to walk like three blocks. And on a Sunday night, man, they had the Cowboy Eagle game on. There's sidewalk cafes. There's coffee shops, the whole thing. And the thing that it reminded me is I've been going there for 30 years. And think about as you're getting ready to buy your next house, there's probably neighborhoods that we've all touched, you know, put the toe yeah. in the water and you've never thought of it. Well, Brian Curry knows the right neighborhood for you. And he will introduce you, whether it was North Park or Mission Hills, uh, Ramona. If you, I have friends that you go, Ramona, I have friends that are like, I need a couple of acres. I have animals. I kind of work from my house, so I don't need a lot. And I just want to get out of the city. So Brian could help you there. Yeah. Poway, wherever. Man, nobody knows this area better than Brian. And you, when you're making a decision as big as where you're going to live for the next 10, 15, 30 years... You need somebody who knows it, and that's BC. Absolutely. Just the best. And, again, thinking about Brian Curry, who uh, announced yesterday that his sister passed away. Yeah. And so, you know, Brian's, uh, you know, a friend first. And so we, we think about Brian and his Sending family Sending him our time. best. I, I know you chatted with him. I was texting with him in the morning. And uh, he lost his older sister, Pam, just uh, 55 years old. And just stuff like that Dave you me we've been through a lot of loss recently but as you said he's family to us so our best to the Curry family absolutely and uh, of course Kyle Fluger Kyle's done a great job with their website give Kyle a call I'm telling you right now his schedule's getting extremely busy you're going to be disappointed if you don't make this call soon 619-500-6621 you can check out our websites it is done for us the Dave and Jeff show.com and also Jake's projects Org. Again, 619-500-6621. I keep seeing these stories about guys that have made so much money off of websites. It, the Facebook guys who you know, the Twitter guys you know. Well, I think, Dave, and, and listen, the end result of this is going to be the end of the podcast, and the podcast is going to go away. And I'll tell you why it's going to go away, because Dave and I are going to have so much fucking money, we're not going to know what to do with it. And I've already talked to Kyle about it. We're feeling good. Look for sometime in 2020, we're going to bring back jailbabes.com. <laughs> and Dave, you remember, it was one of our favorite websites Yes, when this show first started. And it was the show where it was ladies that were currently spending time uh, behind bars. They were incarcerated. Yes. Listen, sorry you live such a perfect life. All my pencils have erasers. Mistakes are made. But some of these ladies... You know, they were looking for a man in their life, and they just need one place to go. And me, Dave, and Kyle are bringing back jailbabes.com. And I tell you what, for a small membership fee, and believe me, yeah, I've met a lot of you. This is not bad money. Fourteen ninety nine a month. Dave, what do we get? We're going to get 1,000 people. Like That's 15,000. You and I are each going to take 7,000 of that. We'll give Kyle 1,000. He'll be happy to get his cut. He won't know we're completely ripping him off. And we'll be making perfect relationships. Ladies coming out, looking for new things. Lonely guys that are living at their mom's house. Hey, look, it may end bad. Yeah. She may take your watch that you got. She may sell your, your Xbox, but tough shit. <laughs> 
Dave and I got your money. Kyle got his cut. And that's why when Dave and I have been sitting here for nights after night after night going, who is the guy to help us relaunch jailbabes.com? It's only one guy. It's Kyle Fluger. That's absolutely Congrats, right. Kyle. Let's get on it. Snap, snap. Snap, snap. We need those headshots. Oh, my gosh. And the nice thing is he showed a way that we can trim so that they're, um, that board that says Las Colinas prisoner yes. number, that's going to come right out. Nice. And if the, if the girls just smile nice, shit, we would think that picture was taken right at any local Motel 6. Perfect. <laughs> that's why we're smarter than all of you. Bob Brenly, jailbabes.com. There you go. That's what you call thinking outside the box. Right. All night long. And going to open houses with a stack load of tailor-made pool business yeah. cards and going in and telling the agent, I can't live here. This is shit. I'm friends with Lisa Ann. You are. I am. I, I can't I can't have her come down to a photo shoot in this backyard. Get your shit together. I'll call you back in ten days. You better have Alan's crew here. Guess what? I'm not coming back. Oh my gosh. Before I get to uh John Butler real quick, here's here's an interesting story. You'll hear this uh tomorrow, I'm sure, on one of the talk uh, talk shows. Clemson in football played Louisville yesterday. I know you were okay. busy yesterday. There's a part in the game where Clemson quarter, cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. threw a punch at a Louisville player. Mm. So the punishment from Dabo Sweeney was, hey, you're going to take the bus back to South Carolina. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? I don't know if you're allowed to do it, but he made that guy take the fucking bus. Everyone else got on the plane and flew back to South Carolina from Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, I don't think you can do that shit. 450 miles on the oh, fucking bus. God damn, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. And he said, that's the start of the punishment, is what he said. Now, if I'm this kid, I don't even know anything about you know how good this yeah. kid is. I mean, we all know Trevor Lawrence, and we know the yeah. running back, and we know the wide receivers. But if I'm this kid, I think I'm calling my parents going, I think we're looking to transfer. I think I, we're going don't in call the transfer me. protocol. Don't call me. I'd be all in on that. Holy I'd be like, shit. you embarrassed your program. You embarrassed our family name. And you get your ass on that bus, and you can sit there and eat a ham sandwich. It's going to take you nine hours to get home on that fucking bus. Think about it all day long. Yeah, I I think it's great, Dave. I really do. I think it's great. We have so many people that are goddamn coddled in life. And really, when you think back on it, Dave, right now, think about the guys, the teachers, for anybody listening. The people that made the impact on your life are the guys that kicked you in the ass when you needed it. No. No. Yes. No. Oh, you're a bitch. Who kicked you in the ass that said that guy was the best I ever had? Oh, I had great coaches. We had great coaches at San Diego. That made a difference in your life? 100%. You 100%. The, the, we look, can't my, even touch a guy's face mask anymore. No, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm not saying literally anybody kicked you or smacked you. I understand you. what you mean. You've been yeah. screamed at you. Gave it to you. They didn't Gave even, you the business. They didn't even have to yell at us. They just told you to get your shit together. Like, I, I didn't really have anybody. Yeah, that's as, not a kick in the ass, is it? Yeah. Can't get your shit together? Yeah. Telling you you suck and while you're running laps of practice, I'll be banging your mom. That's the kind of shit we got <laughs> in high school. But you know what I'm saying? If yeah. these guys had, if they had, I liked them and respected them and are still friends with them today, then yeah, if they had jumped on any of us. God, I hated my high school coaches for the most part. Man, they're, they're the only guys, look at my English teacher was fucking chicks. He got yanked out of there. Um... We had other guys, man. Principal, zero impact. The counselors at San Diego High School were a fucking joke. Um, there were a couple of 
like I'm the, the English teacher that me and my buddy Tim Griffin yeah. had. What a bitch. What a math guy. <laughs> Complete bitch. We had a geometry teacher. He was a complete fucking dick. Oceanography teacher. He was a fucking dipshit. Like, none of these guys. But the guys that you go, okay, I don't want to let that dude down. I, I, this is the guy where you go, yeah. It was the coaches at San Diego. They were the guys, to this day, when I look back on these guys, and anybody who went to San Diego and remembers the name, Ed Wiley was fucking great. John Cannon, Steve Armstrong, Danny Field. These were all guys. Uh, did I mention Craig Bell? No. Craig Bell, who went to Rancho Buena Vista. These were just the dudes, and I'm probably missing a couple of them, that were just the best. Yeah. And I, I had jobs where, like, you would be able to take an elective and you would be a teacher's aide for these guys. God, man. Uh, yeah. They, they were the guys that made the impact. So when things started to happen for me professionally yeah. and they acknowledged it, man, it made the, and And listen, I came from a single mom household, so... Uh, that male influence. But yeah, if one of those guys said to my buddy Jim Gibb or Cheech or Griff or any of them, you're fucking taking the bus home, we'd all be like, get the fuck out of the bus, asshole. I tell you, my guy Tommy Gallo, one of my favorite guys, that story the coach said, he fucking Tom freaked out at Miracosta, threw his glove over the fence. And coach told him, go get your glove and keep walking. Yeah. And I, to this day, David's like my favorite story. <laughs> but of any of those guys that I grew up with yeah. and hung out with, if Dabo Sweeney told him, hey, get the fuck on the bus and fuck you, we're all like not going, hey, coach, what are you doing? We're like, get the fuck on there, asshole. It's great. I love it. Don't be such a puss. It's only a bus. They didn't make him, like, drag the bus like World's Strongest Man. Yeah, you're still on the goddamn bus for nine fucking Good. hours. Have you ever ridden a bus? Yeah. That long? Uh, I, I did think... it. I drove it. I went on a bus from Nashville to Canton, or it's Cleveland, Ohio. No, I've never. Dude, it was I've like 16 trains. hours. It was a goddamn nightmare. I've been on trains that long through Europe, and that's long. But, um, goddamn, that's so great. I love that move. Oh, my God. I guarantee you the kid won't do it again. Oh, I guarantee you won't do it again either. I guarantee no one on the team will do it again. Yeah. Holy shit. Talk about teaching a lesson to everybody on that fucking team. Right. Shuggy's board. <laughs> Shuggy's board. All right. Tough loss. That's what we started uh, the show for the Chargers. It was a tough loss for Philip Rivers. You're John Butler. You're the GM. Oh, How would you handle it? Oh, I'll tell you what, David. I'll tell you, let me tell you this, Dave. Last night, I went out. To fine little establishment, Ramona, called the Country Kitchen. And you know what I had out there at the Country Kitchen? A goddamn ball of trilly, David, because it's football season. Oh, it was tasty. No onions. And I said, tomorrow, we're going to go into Nashville and we're going to beat the shit out of that team. They don't have Jerry Reed on that team. They don't have the great Marty Roberts. We're going to beat the shit out of this team. And guess what happened? They beat the dog shit out of us. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. That kid, Rivers, he'd be the first fucking guy going. He'd be out his fucking noodle arm. Eddie! Get that fucking noodle arm out of here. I'll tell you what. I'd get rid of that Melvin Gordon. Tell me the last guy named Melvin that intimidated anybody, Dave. I wouldn't draft a guy named Melvin. Would you, Eddie? Geez, I was there. Oh, of course you fucking were. 
You're fucking Melvin. I bet your middle name's Melvin, Eddie. You sack of shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, uh, you know what? I'll tell you one thing, Dave. Don Ramona. You know what they didn't have? You know why I should have known we were fucked? They didn't have any goddamn baby crackers that we love. I'll tell you another thing. Anthony Lynn. Yes. Close enough to two first names. Don't trust him. He's out. Goodbye. <laughs> Came from Buffalo. You can go right back to Buffalo, dick. <laughs> Ken Wisenhunt, you suck. And the next head coach of the San Diego Chargers. What team are they? The L.A. Chargers. I tell you what. You and your loser buddy over there. I like your idea. I think the next head coach will be the first guy in history to coach two sports. <laughs> We're bringing in Bob Brindley to a game. We're bringing in Bob Brindley. And he's going to win. He won. I'll tell you what. What? That kicker must have a hog like a fucking horse if they're going to keep him around for 10 weeks with a bad groin. What the hell is going on there? That son of a bitch must be. Eddie, is he packing? Jesus. Oh, don't act like you don't know Eddie. Don't act like you don't know. You don't have anybody. Oh, you got big hog, Eddie? You got big hog? That way, keeping him around. You're calling Eddie a cockwatcher. Eddie, listen, David. Eddie's a lot of things. He's not a cockwatcher. There's only one guy in this town that was given that nickname. And we all know who that is. Now, goddamn, you will show my bitch some respect. And I'm sorry for what Dave said. You didn't call me a bitch. Well, you little fucking rat. Where did I take a compliment? Hey, Ed, I bet when you were a little guy, I bet your parents bought you a jumpsuit, huh? Do you have a couple jumpsuits? <laughs> little like Elvis? Did you think you were like little Elvis, Ed, huh? Did you jump around singing Hound Dog? <laughs> Dave, my fuck you today. Yes. My fuck you is anybody who doesn't appreciate the American tradition that baby crackers with chili. My fuck you is the Luke fucking Brian who couldn't carry Jerry Reed's jockstrap. <laughs> You ever heard Eastbound and Down? Yes. It's a great goddamn song. It's American tradition. And my other fuck you is anybody who wears... And why? I thought the Chargers were going full powder blue. What happened? Powder blue, navy blue. They can't figure that out. My second F you is to anybody who can't throw the ball overhand. <laughs> now, I'm going to get out of here. I got to get down to Arizona and hire me Bob Bradley, Dave. You and fuckface over there just had, gave me a great idea. So if you're done... Dave, enjoy the rest of your night fucking yourself, and I'm going to go right back into my warm spot in the ground. Good deal. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the next show.
when I'm 